0: Thanks for joining. This is an audio read of a Medium article I wrote called Wasted Responsibilities in Japan. I'm JJ Walsh, a Hiroshima, Japan-based, sustainability-focused business and travel consultant after a great morning triathlon training session we were starving and pulled up on our bicycles into a rural shopping complex where we happily bought and ate at all the food stalls and fruit market feeling satisfied and ready to move on i collected all of our wrappers and bento boxes and started looking for the bin there wasn't a trash can anywhere so i asked the shopkeeper and she pointed out the sign that said Take your trash home with you. Branding appeal or damage of trash cans. I was flabbergasted as we didn't create the trash ourselves. We were given it with the food we bought. It was so frustrating because I would not have bought anything there if I had known we would be burdened by carrying their packaging around with us for the rest of the day. I very clearly felt that the ownership of the trash was with the vendor. Over the years, the removal of trash cans has become more common across Japan and actually has improved the appeal Of convenience stores which often have the only trash cans around. I now notice that the more popular food vendors and shops with a takeout window have started to offer to take the trash back from the customer. That service is actually a smart branding strategy. The inbound visitor view. Whenever I have a chance to talk with international visitors in Japan, they often rave about how clean the Japan city streets are compared to their home country. But in the same breath, lament the overuse of plastic they are burdened with whenever they buy anything. A German tourist on Miyajima Island I talked to told me, I feel confused and stressed when I'm unable to throw something away. I want to do the right thing and respect Japan's community, but why are there no trash cans anywhere? It's irresponsible. Visitors want to do the right thing, but they don't want to carry around a bag filled with packaging trash that they didn't even want in the first place. Doing research in Hiroshima City about waste management, I saw how much more trash was collected in the Peace Park bins when all the other city garbage cans were removed. In some ways, reducing the amount of labor needed by limiting disposal to certain areas makes sense as Japan feels the labor crunch. Doing riverside and beach cleanups every month in Japan, however, shows that a lack of garbage cans, ashtrays, and accountability for polluting manufacturers and industry may be a reason we find more cigarette butts, plastic packaging, and fishing industry plastic pollution than we should along the waterways. Inspiring Zero Waste Influencers. Thankfully, there are better strategies for sustainability-seeking consumers. Social media influencers, such as Katie O'Brien of Eco De Eco in Tokyo, or Ran Nomura of Zero Waste Japan in Osaka, inspire us on Instagram with their innovation and better options for a zero waste or a minimal, less wasteful lifestyle. So many of us are doing the right thing. We are engaged and active and taking responsibility for what we buy. But when you think about it, that's unfair to let the companies and policymaker enablers of this packaging pollution off the hook completely. Why is the waste burden? almost completely on the consumer. What about the manufacturer who is selling us this unwanted trash? What about the government that is allowing the business to pollute and using our taxpayer money to dispose of it? Shifting accountability to manufacturers. I was encouraged by recent news in the US that according to CNN, Maine and Oregon state lawmakers have now broken new ground in 2021 by shifting responsibility onto the companies. They're holding manufacturers financially accountable for a portion of the recycling costs of the packaging waste they create through sales of their products. Some retailers pushed back, as CNN reported, saying that they would have to pass the costs on to the consumer if they were forced to pay. One highlight of the move is the response from major manufacturers who said they are willing to take on the challenge to change as part of a more sustainable, future proof branding strategy. When I talked with Eric Kawabata, the head of TerraCycle and Loop Japan initiative, he said that the major brands he approached are actually very receptive to the shift to reusable containers and reducing packaging waste. Regulations matter. As a regular river and beach cleanup volunteer, I see big changes in the amount of single-use plastic bags we see in the waters now that Japan has banned free plastic bag use at shops. This shows the positive effect of regulations in Japan, which can reduce single-use plastic pollution, promote better waste management, and even promote more sustainable behavior. In addition to a general lack of awareness of environmental issues there seem to be a common misperception in Japan that if the government isn't making a rule about it it must not really be a problem overall households local businesses and each municipality in Japan is in charge of disposal of all trash and most plastics paper and food is incinerated as burnable trash some areas have higher standards than others, but if residents can see the benefits in tangible ways, it could be a branding strategy and a way to attract new taxpayers to areas where population decline is a serious issue. It can, of course, also work the other way, as I have seen some expensive apartments allowing residents who pay a premium for rent to dispose of any trash at any time they like. As poverty levels rise and middle class shrinks in Japan and the wealth gap widens, this resentment of exceptionalism like this will definitely increase. There are many significant employment and economic benefits to improving waste management systems. Robert Reed, manager at San Francisco's Recology Facility, told me about the benefits to any economy that improves recycling and installs more sustainable waste management. For example, sustainable waste management reduces costs, help to reach carbon reduction goals, gives people good jobs, provides better agriculture products through composting, improves the value of the recyclable materials, and reduces health risk factors of residents from pollution. Documentary filmmakers Silvia Patrizia and Clementine Nuttall are launching an impressive film in 2022 called Plastic Love. In the film, they show interviews with people across Japan addressing the waste management issues with a particular focus on the overwhelming problems with single-use plastics. We already have the answers. There are existing solutions to the waste responsibility issue that don't overly burden governments, residents, or manufacturers. Biodegradables, compostables, reusables, and true recyclables only. The zero-waste town of Kamikatsu and its new Y Hotel is a great example of how mandatory composting by all residents and businesses can reduce the amount of trash by 30% which saves money as well as keeps the land and waters cleaner. Addressing the issue of waste ownership is still difficult in Japan and around the world. Unseen Japan did an interesting article on this issue in 2020, and summarizes some popular arguments for the lack of trash cans and higher community responsibility for cleaning. There is truth to some of it, As anyone who lives in a house in Japan is required to help out on community cleanup days, there are also often company staff out making themselves seen during morning commutes, sweeping up trash and leaves around their businesses. I appreciate this aspect of sustainable branding and public display of care for the surrounding community. The Japanese spectators at the World Cup who cleaned up their area of trash before leaving the stadium has become such a popular example in Japan, used in media and before movie showings in theaters, to encourage similar behavior. Although admirable, it's unlikely those spectators took their garbage home with them. Kayu package? Company is an example of a business trying to replace single-use plastics with more sustainable packaging in Japan's supply chain. Koen Katsufumi Wang talked about his passion for being a part of the solution. I was impressed by an interview with Stella Vandenberg, who was talking about the complexity of waste collected in international waters. In this podcast by the Ocean Cleanup Organization, Stella talks about dealing with the 28,000 kilograms of plastic mixed material trash from around the world. She aims to maintain transparency and accountability while finding the most ethical methods of disposal and reuse. What an absolute nightmare. I am so grateful for the work they are doing but this highlights how broken our waste ownership problems are. Each country, especially richer countries like Japan with the means to do so, must create better infrastructure to manage their own waste and stop it from collecting in the oceans. Next steps. So where does that leave us in terms of waste responsibility and management? The simple answer is that we need more responsibility by manufacturers, more regulation from the government to push the industry in the right direction for compliance, and every vendor along the way has to take more ownership for the packaging waste they pass on to the consumer. We need to also find ways to take pressure off the consumer by encouraging them to buy products in reusable containers that will be more easily accepted back at stores or biodegradable containers they can compost at home, or at least limited to plastic-free options like metal, glass, paper, or other truly recyclable containers that can actually be recycled without endangering us. Thanks for listening in. You can follow a link below to the Medium article. And please give me a clap and follow and write a comment. I'd love to hear from you.